Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another thrilling edition of You Wouldn't Get It. Connor McPartland alongside younger brother and co-host Aiden McPartland. Say hi to the people, Aiden. Hello. We are recording this, Aiden. It is 6-19 on Monday, the day after the Golden Globes. Uh, we're going to be doing an entire recap of the show. Uh, but first, I just wanted your general opinion. Did you like the ceremony? Uh, it was in one year out the other for me. I, I this is a uh, take that I have, have had, and I will always have. I think the Golden Globes suck. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a terrible award show that we should not be uh, even considering. I don't think that this is an award show that deserves to really be broadcasted on like as big of a sort of service as it is. It's always been on in NBC. And it was on CBS now. I just don't think that it should uh, be treated like this big uh, awards thing because this uh, organization sucks. That's my humble, humble opinion. So here's my thing. Um, I love award shows and I love award season and you just throw a bunch of famous people in a room together, and I am there, and I am entertained. I get it. I get it. However long it is. And this show in particular felt like it had an insane amount of famous people. It strangely felt like a weird return to form. But I don't know exactly what we were returning from. And I'm not just talking about the Golden Globes, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll probably get into like the what has happened to them over the past year. But like, even like in terms of like the Oscars last year, this definitely for some reason felt like every person in Hollywood showed up to this. I mean, that was a complaint of the Oscars in 2023 was that they, there seemed to be a lack of star power at the show. And I don't know if it was because this is the first award show since then, 10 months, we had these two strikes that basically shut down Hollywood that prevented these people from doing award shows, going to, you know, big events like this. So I don't know if it was a combination of that or just that there were big, huge A-listers that were nominated, but you had huge television stars, huge movie stars, you had pop stars there too. I yeah. mean, Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift, like it was, there were so many famous people. It was ridiculous. That there were actually a lot of super famous people that did not get any screen time. Mm -hmm. Like Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon were both at this award show. Didn't cut to them once. I didn't even know Elizabeth Olsen was there until they cut to her when they were reading off the nominations. Like there was still a lot of super famous people that didn't get any screen time. And maybe we'll go into some of those people that we maybe would have preferred to see present awards compared to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just have, a couple of categories, winners, losers. We can kind of go over th- the the whole show. Um, we have to start with the biggest loser of the night, who was hands down Joe mm. Coy, um, who hosted I this feel ceremony. Bad. Can I just say that I feel bad? I feel bad too, to a certain degree, because yes, I think still to a degree, yes. absolutely. Because I think we should have seen this coming, and in some ways, I feel like he was set up to fail. He absolutely was, because he even said in his monologue. He had like 10 days, I think it was more like two weeks, 
when he knew that he was hosting. He was not the Globe's first pick. Um, there's been reporting about this. They they made some like crazy offers to Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Ricky Gervais. It seems like they they were never going to host. Um, they tried to get the Smartless crew to host. Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. Will that Sean Hayes offered it to them. They turned it down. They really, really wanted Ali Wong, who was there, who won uh, yeah. Actress in a Limited Series. Uh, they went back and forth with her. I don't know if it was like a contract dispute or what, but she didn't end up doing it. So they went to this guy, uh, Joe Coy, the stand-up comedian, to host. And um, I... I the monologue started off like fine. It was like, yeah. I, I think it was very similar to like a Jimmy Kimmel style. Like the joke sort of went in one year out the other. Uh, it seemed to turn based on, on a 721 page Pulitzer prize winning book about the Manhattan project. And Barbie is on a plastic doll with big boobies. And that uh, reportedly from people who were in the room sparked a lot of boos. Um, There was one report that suggested America Ferrera and Issa Rae booed him. And then there was another report that said it was actually just the Warner Brothers producers and um, Mattel executives that were there. Um, Kyle Buchanan, who is a writer at Vanity Fair, said he was sitting next to Elizabeth Becky, who was audibly groaning during multiple jokes. Mm. There's a bunch of cutaways that you can see online of Selena Gomez just sort of resting her head in her hands yeah bored out of her mind um the the from the people that i follow online they said that they've never seen a crowd turn on an mc (laughs) the way that they turned on joe coy and the barbie joke seemed like it was the beginning of that um it is literally exactly what the barbie movie is parodying is just like that and then uh the he threw his writers under the bus after that. He which... did. He was, he definitely uh, said on numerous occasions that he didn't write most of these jokes. Which is where I start feeling less bad for him. Like, we yes. did just come out of a writer's strike here. I thought that there was going to be a lot more about what the, the writers won and Hollywood's finally back together and they're unified more than ever. And here's this guy who's like, well, I didn't write some of these jokes. Like only the jokes you laughed at are the ones mm-hmm. that I wrote. And then there was the Taylor Swift joke as well, which yeah. is not good. It was something along the lines of we came on after an NFL doubleheader. The only difference between the NFL and the Golden Globes is there's less cut cutaways to Taylor Swift. And then the camera cut to her looking just pissed. She did not her. like that joke. Yeah having a sip of her drink. I mean, it it was pretty rough. It was brutal. It was really brutal. I think that this just go like this dude is not that famous. That is a, I'm glad that you brought is, that up. That, my, that the is next the biggest point is that this no, I doubt most people in that crowd knew who this dude was. It's different when it's Jimmy Fallon or, or all of these or Ricky Gervais. Right. A person of high caliber who everybody knows and you know, it's just like you know what to expect from them. I couldn't I don't know anything about like uh the dude. I did you just forget his name? I forgot his name. Him? Joe Coy. Joe Coy. Um he, I mean, he's had a couple stand-up specials on Netflix. He actually led a movie for Universal that bombed at the box office. I think it was last year or two years ago. Um, I I completely agree with you. I follow one um, writer from Vanity Fair who said the same thing on social media, too. You just sometimes need a bigger name. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people felt like they were watching some weird like stand-up 
set like a 9 p.m stand-up set at the laugh factory yeah. or something and here's the thing i i'm i know that gerard carmichael is like famous but i don't know if he's like famous famous it's not ricky gervais famous right but gerard carmichael went up there and just didn't care yes he made it a gerard carmichael thing he just sat down mm-hmm. and then just started talking about the year yep. in general this dude just cared a little too much he really wanted everybody to like him it seemed and yeah well and it also seemed like there was a lack of caring too like i we really have to fix this whole like having the host go out there and be like i didn't watch anything yeah you guys made like can you imagine if like on sunday night football like Chris Collinsworth was like, well, I'll be honest, I haven't watched either any of these games, teams yeah. play any games so the, far. It is the worst joke in quotes that a ho- kind of host can make. There's also like the roastification element that Ricky Gervais kind of started with all these mm-hmm. award shows where they feel the need to make a joke like the Barbie joke and just sort of like, but we're not watching a roast here. No, we don't care about an award show. I want... I think that Jimmy Kimmel's monologue at the Oscars was pretty good because he talked about the movies. He sell- yes. he was like, this was actually a pretty great year for movies. It seems like he always watches them whenever yes. he, yeah. With Jimmy Kimmel, there definitely seems like there is a care yeah. in it because I think he does truly love the Oscars. Yes, I think he wants he, to yeah. make it like an event again. Grew up on the like Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg hosts who are also that way. Now I think you and I in general are on the same wavelength here and if they were so desperate to have a host that they went down on the list to Joe Coy, why even have a host? Why even have a host? I, I think just you bring and I up. are on the same wavelength that like we don't really need hosts. I hate hosts. Shows. I think yeah. hosts at award shows are really stupid. And it's a lose-lose. Obviously, I think that's a large part why all these people turn it down and continue to turn it down and why I'm sure Jimmy it's a, Kimmel... It's a literally like as soon as you go out, people hate you. Well, it's always on the worst segment of all these award shows. It's always the first thing that you'll see on these best and worst articles is like worse. The, the, you know, the monologue. If you go too bland like Jimmy Fallon, then you get knocked down for that. If you go too political, you get knocked down for that. There's no upside to hosting one of these shows. Um, Do you think they asked John Mulaney? I don't know. That's an I'm interesting question. I'm confused on why John Mulaney hasn't hosted any of these award shows since his independent spirit yeah, awards. Yeah, well, with he Nick and Kroll. Nick Kroll were really, really good yeah. at hosting, and they did it twice. I think you just don't you don't want to risk it. I'm sure. Like if you hit gold twice, you don't want to keep going mm-hmm. for it, keep trying. I mean, the only acceptance acceptance to this rule is the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Yeah, know, like they, and maybe even though I'm sure they probably don't want to maybe they should just be the permanent hosts of the show like, maybe. i'm sure jimmy kimmel is going to continue to host the oscars for the next seven years because, because nobody else wants exactly to do it. nobody else wants to do it he's fine with doing it he likes doing it abc's like this is our guy this is our talk show host so yeah let's just have him continue yeah. to do it trevor noah might just continue to host the grammys and you want to know what that's fine he's especially for the grammys fine. he's perfectly fine at it so I, I don't know. What does this mean for Joel Coy, his future? It probably means he's never going to host an award show again. No, probably won't but I don't think this present. is going to do... I think that this isn't damaging anything. This could have been him. like... 
I thought when I read this, I was like very dubious of it because I was like, Joe Coy, like who was that again? And then when I figured out who he was, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of like um, Nate Bargatze hosting Saturday Night Live earlier this year, mm. where he's a very kind of like known, but not super well known. You've seen his TikTok. Yeah, you've probably seen him on TikTok before. And then he goes, he's probably one of the least famous people to ever host Saturday Night Live. But arguably, that might be the best episode of the season. It's, it's a really good episode because there was like definitely a sense that he was, oh, that he was a part of it. Yeah, like that. Uh, uh Lake Swamp. Yes. Music skit. Yeah. Definitely seems. He, I'm just saying, he looks like a dude from the Midwest. Or the whole like um the founding fathers thing, where he's like talking about all the things about America yeah. that they're going to do. Like that just seems straight out of a stand up. And his monologue was actually. Right. really funny i just bring him up because that could have been the situation here with joe coy mm-hmm. and like he elevates himself and everyone's like whoa watch out for that guy and it didn't he just happen. missed the mark he he missed he, he, he misread the room he misread the room badly and i think they misread the decision mm-hmm. to hire him um, you know it's bad when like they don't even advertise the fact that he's hosting i saw one ad and it was right before the show no that he was and you know it's bad too when like so Jim Gaffigan comes out to present the stand up comedy it. category and nails it, hits it out of the park, gets four or five laughs. They cut to Taylor Swift twice. She's, She's laughing. laughing. And the, I even towards the end of the night when Will Ferrell and Kristen Way presented, all they did was like dance kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And it crushed more than anything Jim yes. Coy said that night anything um another loser of the night surprisingly was barbie that's a tough sit that was a tough sit it won two awards best original song um the billy eilish phineas o'connell song now barbie was nominated for had three of the six nominations so yeah it was kind of locked that it was gonna win gonna win peaches yeah yeah um and then it won this Cinematic and Box Office Achievement Award, which is the first year that they are doing this. Nobody kind of knows what it means. I guess since Barbie won it, they're now going to give it to, to the, the highest grossing yeah, movie of the year. Every year. But thank goodness this award actually existed. I was ripping into it before, but thank goodness it existed because it would be so awkward if Barbie didn't win anything, anything significant. Yeah. The pre-red carpet show that we were watching on variety they were like asking they were like jennifer lopez was wearing a pink dress and they were like are you wearing that because you're rooting for barbie like they would ask people uh, yeah it, this is still the biggest thing in the world right now they joe coy made jokes about it in the monologue like it would have been so awkward if this movie didn't win anything yeah. at all and when greta gerwig and margot robbie went up on that stage to present the award it kind of felt like that that's the only award Greta Gerwig is going to accept this award this year season. yeah it seems like it it got trampled and it's odd because like the Golden Globes are the award show that split up films into drama and comedy or musical and Barbie is a big comedy and musical mm-hmm. but it got crushed by poor things you know I'm a stone beat Margot Robbie for actress and then poor things ended up winning comedy or musical and I so the question I have for you, Aiden, at this point on January 7th, do you think Greta Gerwig is going to get a Best Director nomination? Nomination, yeah. You think so? I, you're going to say no, aren't you? I'm 
I don't know. I'm a little. I'm a little hesitant. Like I, but Barbie's still the biggest movie of last year. It is. It is. I think it's still going to get like obviously Margot Robbie will get nominated. Ryan Gosling will get nominated. Where the screenplay gets nominated, I don't know. I guess there's yeah. more questions about that, but it will get nominated. I'm just like Christopher Nolan's a lock. Martin Scorsese's a lock. Yorgos Lanthimos is probably a lock at this point. I don't know. And Greta Gerwig is a lock. Alexander Payne, like get in there i guess like who would be the fifth then even if alexander payne was nominated yeah. i i don't it it just i is think not... that she is going to get a best director nomination if they don't that is gonna like actually be an uproar and also i don't think that the oscars are gonna they're whether or not it's gonna win a lot i don't know well here's another question i have for you how many times are the oscars going to force greta gerwig to go to a three-hour show for her to win zero awards and watch her movies go like over 10 at the oscars rest of her career maybe seems like it it'll get a ton of below the line nominations might even win who knows it might win production yeah it's gonna win production design it it probably will it'll be in there for costumes like it'll it'll get stuff but i it, it, it was a rough night for for barbie yeah for sure um also, the the third biggest loser I have is the production designer for the award show. Dude, fuck that dude. <laughs> Whoever the, that person was. The Golden Globes are always notorious for... Um, the worst layout. Well, yeah, because they were cramming. So this doesn't this award show doesn't happen at um, a theater like the Oscars and the Emmys. It ha- happens at the Beverly's Hilton Hotel in like a banquet room. So they're cramming all these people in. It's really funny, too, because they added six nominees per category this year. So that meant that there were a number of producers who were not invited, who aired their grievances on social media that they couldn't get a seat at this thing. Mm -hmm. But everybody is so squashed together. And then they make this weird decision to have one of those stages that's right in the middle of the room. Yeah. So nobody knew where to go. Emma Stone, when she won, had like no idea. was lost. Ali Wong didn't know where to go. Yeah. And then... I, nobody could do a standing ovation. Everybody had to get up anyway. Like poor Bradley Cooper and his mom are yeah. right by the steps, and they had to get up every time somebody went up on stage to win. It was a horrible setup. Not ADA accessible. No, you would definitely not be able no. to get anywhere God, near no. there at all. Um, so overall, I thought one of the big winners was the um, speeches. Like I thought it was great speeches. Great speeches. I liked all the winners in general. I don't know. I I was I was just gonna I was gonna add on. I think every winner like was well deserved. It does suck that Barbie went away with nothing, but it's like Emma Stone for poor things, and it's poor things, one of like the three most critically it was definitely more it seemed more critically acclaimed than Barbie was. Yeah. So it makes sense, at least in my head. Yeah, I was a I was a little nervous about or not nervous. I I maybe thought Barbie had a slight edge just because you read all these stories about um, some older audience members who are walking out of poor things. Should we, can I do my poor things tangent real quick? Yeah. I don't understand why this movie still has not gotten a wide release yet. It just (laughs) crushed at this award show. It's doing pretty well at the box office. I think it's made around eight or $9 million. It's still only in 800 something theaters. There are still so many of these award season movies Poor Things, The Zone of Interest, American Fiction, All of Us Strangers, these movies that are competing for Best Picture that have not gotten a wide release yet. Uh, Those three other movies, I guess I kind of get. Poor Things has huge movie stars in it. Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo. It just cleaned up at this awards season. 
I don't understand why it's not getting a full release yet. Why can't I watch this movie? I can't. I'm not going to be able to see this movie until what, like maybe the weekend before the Oscars actually happens, if that in February. I don't know. That was just my little tangent. All right. Who gave your favorite speech of the night? Oh, probably Paul Giamatti. It, he was. He's yeah, so good. He at won talking. for the holdover as actor holdover. in a musical or comedy. It, he's he's just so awesome. It's clear that everybody also like really likes him too. Did Have you, you seen the video of him going backstage and like uh, shaking hands? I with did not see that. Kristen I saw the Wig picture of him standing in line at In and Out Burger with his Golden Globe after the Hell yeah! Because he he's just like a regular guy like that's a guy that you would expect to see like at the grocery store and like shorts and a t-shirt and he he's just he's very charming he gave one of if not the funniest speeches of the night mm-hmm. yeah i agree i also did like steven yun yes that was also a tough beat when steven yun like casually threw in a frozen reference yeah. and it got way more of a laugh than anything Jim yeah Boy said now, that's an interesting category. I was going to get into this a little bit later, but the fact that this award show for the first time, maybe ever or maybe in a while, is happening before the Emmys is interesting because we essentially just saw four shows win. Beef sw- swept the limited series category. Succession swept the drama category. The Bear swept the comedy category. Elizabeth Becky was the only solo winner for The Crown. She won supporting actress. But... Stephen Yun did not have to go up against Evan Peters mm. for Dahmer Dash Monster yeah. Cole the Jeffrey Dahmer story, like he will have to at the Emmys. Do you think I'm still You're still going Stephen Yun? I'm still going Stephen Yun. All right. Yeah. All right. Because Evan Peters did win the Golden Globe last year for it. I was but that was curious. like two years ago. That was for a show that came out in October of twenty twenty two. Yes. Yeah. It was so, it was a while ago. I'm I'm just gonna say Stephen Yun because I do think that beef was more praised yeah in every aspect and beef you know if beef sweeps i'll be fine with that um because it's just it's just i think ali wong's gonna win i think so too i think think she i thought she was gonna win before this ceremony like i thought she was kind of the favorite um it was a great night for awkward white guys giving speeches likable awkward white guys yeah it was a great you had like Killian Murphy and Jeremy Allen White, who you could just tell were kind of, I maybe everybody's uncomfortable and they have to stand up on stage holding an award, but they kind of seemed uncomfortable. And then maybe my favorite speech of the night, Kieran Culkin, mm. who went up there. It's already becoming a meme. Burped, apologized for his indigestion, and then just in the Kieran Culkin way, head down. He he really is um, Roman in a yeah, lot of ways. Yeah, he really is. Him calling out to Pedro Pascal, which was pretty, yep, pretty moment. pretty cool moment, and him getting I the love, face. I love when uh people who win awards mm-hmm. like acknowledge other like, people, the other people in the category. Bong yeah. Joon Ho as best director is still probably the greatest acceptance speech I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah, of him just going around to every nominee, just giving a tribute to Martin Scorsese for yeah. a minute and a half. Yeah, it's pretty good. But him just uh calling out pedro pascal and just being like yeah you you probably should have won this but yeah or at least acknowledging the fact that he was like it was between him and pedro pascal yeah um io debris also gave a really great speech Um, she's yeah she's always 
created everything. And it was crazy that I actually went into that expecting her to win, which I I get that the bear won. This was actually one of the usually the Golden Globes are very weird when it comes to television. And they yes. usually kind of give it to like remember when like the Kaminsky method like just swept, swept. like comedy uh and, and I kind of thought that that might happen here. It's kind of weird that we're probably going to see all these people give speeches in two weeks at mm-hmm. the Emmys when they win again. Um, I kind of thought, like, maybe maybe you'd see, like, Brie Larson get it for, like, lessons in chemistry or something. But, no, didn't end no. up happening. Um, going back to the movie side here, was there – does this all feel like we could see this happen? It all felt in, like chalk In March, to yeah. Me. Definitely the four – acting winners mm-hmm. uh divine joy randolph robert downey jr killian murphy lily gladstone they all kind of feel like the front runners i think so yeah even uh, the the only one like i wasn't sure about this best actor race because you had like people being like you know bradley cooper could be coming out of here for maestro or anything like that um and i guess there's the closest one is probably like lily gladstone and emma stone Right. That yes, I think that that is a close one because this is you know one of those cases where uh, an actual like uh, person submitted in comedy is probably is definitely getting an Oscar nomination. Yeah, yeah, it's very reminiscent to me of last year's Best Actress race, where we go into it thinking Kate Blanchett is the heavy front runner, but Kate Blanchett had already won an Oscar; she'd already won two Oscars. Two Oscars. Michelle Yeoh hadn't won anything. And, and so, definitely would have been the best story to come out of yes. it. And guess what? It has aged like fine wine, the yes. fact that Michelle Yeoh has uh, won. Yeah, so I could see the same thing happening this year with Lily Gladstone, who, granted, like the Michelle Yeoh one was also maybe like a career recognition, and this is one of the first roles Lily Gladstone has ever done. But uh, definitely, I mean, she just gave... she arguably gave the speech of the she, night she objectively gave the best speech yeah and it seemed like there was like there's like a standing ovation before and afterwards too mm-hmm. like it seemed like people have sort of fallen in love with her and her story absolutely yeah um and then you have um the the biggest winner of the night which was oppenheimer mm-hmm. won five of the awards um won best motion picture drama seems like uh, the two acting winners are locks. Definitely seems like Christopher Nolan is going to win his first best director. Yep. Um, is Could anything stop it? Do you think? Because I will say the if, last... Okay. Go ahead. If in the coming months, or month rather, Anatomy of a Fall starts to get a ridiculous amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could oh, see interesting. What it something turning. It did get... Uh, it I got think, way more than I thought yes, it was. And yes. it still only won two. It won two. It won international feature, um, which it was always in the running for. Mm-hmm. And that, but it won best screenplay. Um, which I thought was going to Barbie. Yes. Uh, kind of pulled off the upset there. And so, yes, now I think it is significantly... Uh, in contention um definitely it's gonna it's like a lock to get a Mm -hmm. best picture nomination um were there any like wtf moments for you throughout the night uh definitely not in terms of winners Mm -hmm. in terms of winners everything was pretty 
uh, at least I understood uh, Bruce Springsteen being there. Yes. How about your wrestling the most, like, devoting his win <laughs> to Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. Um, yeah, Bruce Springsteen was there for um, a song that he was definitely, definitely not going to win for, for a movie starring Anne Hathaway and Peter Dinklage that nobody saw. She mm-hmm. came to me. Um and then, yeah, your ghost length the most. Maybe it was just like the camera hasn't been on Bruce Springsteen enough tonight, so I'm gonna call him out on stage yeah. and be like, "You're my hero." Yeah, that was odd. Other than that, no. Uh, I I had a couple written down. I had uh, the Kevin Costner America Ferrera pairing. Weird. I didn't um, care for the pairings this year. Maybe it's just because of the bits. Do you want to get into that, that now? Yeah, okay. we'll get into that. Okay, so speak a little bit more on it why i i i I thought that the bits were like okay there were a few like really good like pairings and such but yeah i thought who's your favorite oh geez i'm blanking on them i really liked um carrie russell ray romano that was was, great that that was was legit they had like and it Maybe the bits would have been really fun, but like some of these people don't have chemistry. Yeah. They I, had like really good chemistry. Yeah. Hunter Schaefer, Justin Hartley was hard to see. That was like mm-hmm. a real, you could tell these people met like 30 seconds ago backstage before they were asked to come out. Um, kind of, Yeah. To, to that point, like Andre Day and John Batiste. Oh my god, Just gosh. having the time of their lives. Yes. And uh, Audrey Day taking the crown for the most charming person mm-hmm. on planet Earth. Yeah. I mean, she she won the night and she wasn't even nominated <laughs> for anything. She wasn't there promoting anything. She was just there. And they were just dancing to like Mario music. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they were doing. They ended up just talking about like video game soundtracks that they grew up listening to. Yeah. But you, you're right. Like there are a bunch of people I really like. I don't necessarily know that the pairings worked for me. Like Julia Garner and uh, Jonathan Bailey was one. Mm. Um, they're they're Dua Lipa and Elizabeth Banks. Like, and there are people in the crowd. Like they caught Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford were sitting are in the front right row, there. Right, they're sitting in the front row there for 1923. Neither of them spoke at all for the that entire three and a half hour telecast. That was weird. You couldn't just get them out on stage and present a quick award. Um, I just wonder what goes into making these pairings. Because in my too. head, it's just like, yeah, Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig together. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. These two are great together. Uh, Don Cheadle and Kate Beckinsale? Not I so much. No, it's a little too odd of a pairing. Really get it. Why is Kate Why Beckinsale there? Why wouldn't you just bring out two people who know each other? Or better yet, two people who have, like, worked together. Yes. Because you know at the Emmys, like, Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney are probably going to present an award. Oh, interesting. I That's why my they... lock of the week. That's your lock of the week? I find it interesting that they weren't here at, at the Golden Globes doing that. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But, like, I like the amount of charm that Jennifer Lawrence showed off, and she didn't even technically speak. She it just, like, no. cut to her when they were doing the nominations, and she mouthed rather perfectly mm-hmm. like if i don't win i'm out of here um and that was one of the highlights of the entire show the woman didn't even speak actual words no and everyone loved it um i don't know like you have T- taylor swift there too like she didn't end up presenting anything um timothy chalamet yes and we should have brought leah in 
for the One Timothy Chalamet, Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner uh, uh, discussion. But yeah, every every for the listener, every time they were on screen, which was probably only twice, uh, Leah audibly groaned. It was only twice, but they were like kissing during one of them, which I thought was they were staring into each other's eyes. They were. They were like they were deep into it. And again, another situation where I had no idea that he actually showed up until they cut to him um, randomly during like one of the commercial breaks when they were like, look at all these stars we have here. Um, oh, you want to know? What was, I want to I wanted at least to see Joaquin Phoenix, Nick Cage and Jared Leto present yes. an award. Because if you look in the background, they're all at the exact same table. Yes, they are. I shocked beyond belief that Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix showed up. He had no chance of winning. This is a guy who openly is like hates award shows and hates public speaking. I did not expect him at all. He looked great. Let me tell you, you look great. Looked he incredible. really did. That guy can grow a beard like nobody's business. Nicholas Cage, I get like this was his first Golden Globe nomination since like adaptation, maybe like it's been a he, while. Yeah, yeah, like I completely. It was his birthday. Yeah, it was his birthday. That's true. Um, that was an awkward moment when Joe Coy wished him mm-hmm. a happy birthday, and Nicholas Cage is like, "Who are you? I've yeah. never heard of you before." Um, what? So the Kevin Costner America Ferrera thing. So they go out already an odd pairing, mm-hmm. already like pretty weird. America Ferrera like reads from the teleprompter about how much she loves the bodyguard and how she was like recreating the bodyguard as a kid, and then. The thing, the I guess the bit I'll put in quotes because I don't know if it was supposed to be funny or not was that Kevin Costner was also going to be like, here's a past thing of your work that I enjoy. Don't know that Kevin Costner, who unfortunately has been catching strays on this podcast so far. Yeah, so far. Um, oddly, is enough, that going to be a new thing? Well, Kevin Costner actually Kevin was Costner, a pretty bad movie star. Yeah. Um, who I don't think probably like was binge watching Ugly Betty or Superstore or anything mm-hmm. like that. So he starts talking about the iconic monologue that she has in the Barbie movie, but he definitely is not reading from a teleprompter. At least it didn't seem like he was. He was speaking very slowly. It seemed like I've heard some people say it seemed like his brain was falling out of his ear. <laughs> like it reminded me of you remember when he presented Best Director of the just Oscars kept talking and talking two years and ago talking. and like talked about like the searchers for like four minutes and wouldn't shut up. And even like when Jane Campion won, she was like, Wow, Kevin, you certainly know how to talk there. Uh that that's what it felt like to me. It was yeah. very odd. Very odd. Very odd. It was I don't know what the bit was. Was the know. bit that he had memorized the entire monologue? I don't even know. Maybe there wasn't even a bit. Maybe it was just supposed to be like she was going to say that. And then he was going to say, yeah, I watched you in the monologue. And she was going to like blush and be like, what? You've seen my past work? Maybe that was what it was supposed to be. I don't know. Um, also, speaking of presenters, we just listed off all the people that we didn't hear talking all that night. Ryan Gosling, another one. You had Martin Short and Selena Gomez together. Didn't hear them talk. But we did get a Suits reunion. Oh, we needed that Suits reunion. Thumbs up. Yeah. Um, This obviously, like, Suits went on Netflix last year, and I guess, like, a billion people watched it, and it was, or a billion hours of it were streamed. I have heard, though, that it was, like, a real middle of america thing and there wasn't a lot of people it was not a coast thing right within hollywood that were actually watching it because guess what we're in the midwest there's nothing to do out here so as soon as you come home from your job at five o'clock you're just like i gotta i gotta 
just like sit down and not think yeah. for like 45 minutes. And that's what we were talking about too. Like, is it a compliment when somebody says, I can just turn my brain off when I'm watching your show? Like, is that supposed to be a compliment? If I'm a writer, am I like, no, oh, yeah. thanks that you like watch my show just for like background noise yeah. and weren't paying attention to the actual stuff. But it's the two guys. I don't remember their names. I've never watched a single episode of the suit. Probably I. won't. And then, uh, slowly the two women pop out gina torres one of them i do know gina torres was one uh and then it was like the it was like a joe coy joke in the monologue like it was the softest applause i've yeah. ever heard before half and of these was, people had no idea what suits was. no no it's <laughs> crazy it it's be... crazy that they like decided to do that well because they that they're trying i guess because they're trying to reach exactly they were like, but they put it so late in the show too. Like, what were they even? Pre- they were presenting best television series drama, and it was like the fourth to last award of the night. So, like anybody, I I don't know how much people like. If you read the press release on Deadline that says the two guys from Suits are going to be presenting award, are like twenty thousand people. Like, all right, well, I'm going to tune in. Yeah, two and a half hours into the Golden Globes to see that happen, to see the Suits reunion. Um, I don't know. That was kind of a weird WTF moment. Yeah, it was it 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 was a very cringy night. Yeah, it was a very cringy night. Um, any best dress for you? Anybody you were like, oh my gosh, they looked incredible. Oh man, I well, well, first off, what was Natasha Leone? Yeah, not a that great, weird. not a great night for her. Usually, she like kills it. Uh, it, it was odd. She was wearing like something. She was wearing plastic stick with like things attached to it like feathers it was, like, attached very, to it yeah pointy like sticks and it's something like you could like hang a coat on yeah yeah it was it was odd uh i taylor swift can rock anything yes and that's the thing yeah she, she her green dress was very very good yes she looked very good a lot of the people i have are just like naturally the four or five most stunning people on the planet mm-hmm. like i had dua lipa but dua lipa can literally wear anything like uh sam kathlin and jonathan bailey are already super attractive so it kind of didn't matter uh same with james marston who i i also <laughs> saw somebody tweet that um james marston being nominated for playing james marston in jury duty was more funny than anything joe coy said yes I, very much so um Carrie Mulligan, I thought looked great. Like there, there were a couple. Brie Larson, I thought mm. also looked absolutely yeah. stunning in her dress. Um, yeah, I, I don't know anything. Anything else? Any other big takeaways from this award show that you want to hands do down? The funniest thing that happened was when they were doing best comedy, and they're going through all a uh, best comedy movie, mm-hmm. and they're going through oh, all of yes. them. Yeah and uh i forget what happened beforehand but then they transitioned over to may december which is just kind of like become like the big question surrounding the movie like a fun topic to talk about like is this movie actually a comedy or is it just a straight drama i saw somebody ask natalie portman that on the red carpet which i thought was a good red carpet question to ask like are we sure this is a comedy yeah and all of the movies beforehand are like you know, fun, fun little Barbie, thing. Barbie, Barbie, yeah. Uh, Even I think poor, poor things. Poor things was yeah. a pretty funny little thing. And then they go into May, December, which I don't know if you don't. I don't know if you know the plot, but it's it's a pretty grim. They said it word for word. They said the it clip. word for word. Like, so you're in the, the clip. girl who slept with the 13 year old when you were like however old, like 37, and 
it was just so funny, not because of what was being said, but because that's it was the in clip between. that they used yeah. for best comedy or musical. And it was one of those like here are like three clips from the movie well it seemed like it was like a mini trailer basically like a teaser trailer but But it was so funny yeah because it was so ridiculous no it was (laughs) like i still have yet to see may december but watching that clip like easily most people will be like why that's not a comedy that's not funny yeah i felt the exact grim (laughs) grim premise no that was that was definitely a win for sure I uh, was getting that moment. Um, and it was late. It was late into the night. And it I, was. Needed, I needed that boost. You needed that boost of serotonin. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What can I say? Overall, I just like seeing a lot of famous people together. In I a room. still hate the Golden Globes. Yep. We're never going to change. Um, by the way, perks of doing this late, we do get to see the viewership numbers. You and I did not record a podcast on friday or saturday i was going to have us do predictions for the numbers um but they did come in 9.4 million um which you and i both said in regular conversation we thought it was going to get just under 10 million um up 50 percent from last year's all-time low of 6.3 million okay final question before we leave this was a one-year contract by cbs does cbs re-sign to air the golden globes in 2025 I'm gonna say yes. I think that it's a safe bet to say that because I like what does CBS really have to lose? Because they have their shows are watched by right. a lot of people in the Midwest. Well, in part, one of the from my understanding, one of the reasons why they did this is because they still can't air any of the shows. They haven't fi- finished filming because they were delayed because of the strikes, and they needed to promote their new stuff as well as their returning shows. I'll, I'll be curious. I also know that the Golden Globes really wanted Netflix to mm-hmm. kind of take them on, and then Netflix signed the SAG Awards. So um, I'll, I'll be very curious to see if 9.5 is enough for them to stick around. They did pay like $15 million for the show, which is not cheap. That's, still, <laughs> um, that's a lot cheaper than what NBC was paying for, which was yeah. reportedly $60 million, But um All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of You Wouldn't Get It. Aiden and I will be back on Wednesday. We're going to be talking about the hot slate of movies that are actually coming out on uh, over the weekend. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening to another thrilling episode of You Wouldn't Get It. Goodbye.